This is Rating Descending. Where we watch bonus episodes sometimes. I'm Michelle St. Clair. I'm Abigail Ward. And this anniversary bonus, we watched Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. Rolls off the tongue. The Keyloots close in on expecting parents Edward and Bella, whose unborn child poses a threat to the wolf pack and the town's people of Forks. And after the birth of Renesmee slash Nessie, the Cullens gather other vampire clans in order to protect the child from a false allegation that puts the family in front of the Volturi. Let's watch. How long was that? <laughs> We're back. <sighs> Whoa, what a what a nap. What a big long <sighs> sleep. I was in the app for a day, right? Yeah, no, I think huh? I just fell asleep what? in this chair. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we stopped recording the last episode, we both just promptly <laughs> fell asleep in our little chairs. A, a had witch a cursed long us <laughs> yeah, into a long sleep. Yeah, we just opened up from our sleep and opened up from our sleep. That's that's how I, that's what I call it. I've opened up for the day. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Powered on. Been cracked open, broken at the seams. Now I am awake and arisen. <laughs> Guys, we're back. Yeah. Did you miss us? We missed you. I missed I thought you. about you every day. I even wrote Aww. long letters to you that I just didn't have the courage to send off. I'm not talking to you, Michelle. I'm talking to the viewers no, as I know. a whole. I know, I know. I wrote very short, curt, aggressive letters <laughs> that I stiff letter. could not help but send. <laughs> We've lost a lot of viewers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Audience, I know you're not coming back and you don't deserve it. All your letters said was like, stay away from me and my family. <laughs> Michelle St. Clair. <laughs> and then I kept getting back in the mail. I don't care. And it was Tommy Lee Jones every time. <laughs> We're back. It's been a while. Yeah. We have so much to catch you up on Yeah, before we dive into this very fun bonus Twilight episode. And, and look, to get the fucking cat out of the bag right away, also a little longer than anticipated. Definitely. Definitely. There were some unexpected things that came up, notably my health. Yeah. <laughs> it really crashed and burned for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, so much so that I just could not do a thing for a couple of days at a time. It was my health at first and then it turned into your health in like well, a weird... <laughs> look, we both had burnout. You yeah. know, we got to July and we were like, we haven't had a break. We genuinely hadn't had a break for two years. And then I, we thought about it and we were like... Even successful podcasts take breaks and they get paid for doing that shit. <laughs> this is a hobby. Yeah. And we're burning ourselves out for it. And um, we took a break, but then, you know, it, it did get extended. I have the, a whole medical mystery. It's slowly getting peeled back layer by layer. Layer by layer. Layer like an onion. Like an onion. Like an onion. Like a Shrek. You're peeling back layer by layer to find the soft, gooey green ogre inside. <sighs> When did gooey come into the mix? <laughs> That's all you. <laughs> I, I mean, I assume there's a gooey little bit of... not canon. You're telling me there's no goo in Shrek. There's no goo I in mean, his body. I mean, everyone's got a bit of goo in them. That's yeah, true. That's what I'm saying. I Everyone's know that we're like, a what, little gooey. 70% water, but what's the goo like no, <laughs> goo mix? We're back. There's already a new t-shirt. Everyone's a little gooey. <laughs> <laughs> what's the goo ratio on a human? I think what From I guess my point goo. higher in ogres for sure. Mm. The goo ratio. Oh yeah. There's something about like you definitely have this sensation that if you stepped on Shrek, he would go smush and all this goo would ooze out. You know what I mean? It'd go like splat. Yeah. I think it's the sort of thing. Obviously he has his bones, so if you step on him, you know. No, he's strong. He's a strong guy. We see him toss fully armored knights in plate mm. armor without even a care in the world. He's a strong guy. He's a strong guy. But what I'm saying is when you're stepping, it, it's definitely like when you like are patting a soft cat, you know, and you can like, it's like there's that little bit of pudge that you're pressing against. So you're against. saying that cats also have a goo No, 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 because, because when, you, when you touch them, there's just that soft, fatty, like beautifulness. And when it's an ogre, you're just here... 
All that goo's ready to burst. Like stepping in mud. I just feel like if an ogre cut himself, he would like ooze a bit of goo. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is what they waited like two months for. We're back. <laughs> anyway. He's, he's just oozing goo for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're clearly not going to have enough time to really update on our lives. But the long and the short of it is... <laughs> This is this is a fun me thing. I thought I had an autoimmune disorder, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast yeah. before. It's come up for for many years. Lupus has been thrown around every time I have some kind of tossed about, perhaps. Tossed about. Ooh, cheeky little loopy, little loopy. But as of a couple of weeks ago, I had a proper, very well paid um, rheumatologist confirm that it's not lupus. It's not autoimmune. It's something weirder. It's auto-inflammatory. And hey. I'm on a whole new I'm on a whole new bunch of Reddit threads trying yeah. to figure out what the fuck that means. Oh yeah, that's where you'll get that medical accuracy yeah. is Reddit, baby. I'm getting genetic testing done because I've got a mutation. <laughs> no! Get them mutes out. I have a theory about like what disease it is. I'm not gonna self-diagnose, but I still have a theory about what it is. But essentially I just get pericarditis, my heart gets really inflamed, I get referred pain everywhere paralyzes me a little bit just fun stuff yeah 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 and and now the medication that i'm on to treat that because i shouldn't have another flare-up or else i'll have to have an invasive heart surgery the medication i'm on to treat that gives me diarrhea as as we keep joking, now you're living the life of Michelle. I know. It's like, what do I want to choose today? Like chronic pain in my left shoulder or like just full on diarrhea? <laughs> your move. Well, sometimes you're describing it. You're like, yeah, sometimes I'll just like all of a sudden feel like I need to shit and I'm worried I'm going to shit myself. I'm like, that's not how you normally feel. God damn it. My life is awful. <laughs> Apparently there's auto-inflammatory diseases that aren't IBS. They are IBDs, like oh. inflammatory bowel diseases. That's a whole. Uh, mix of diseases under the auto-inflammatory okay. umbrella. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's a, it's a whole field of medicine that is so new that they are discovering them, like new ones every day. Like that's yeah. even what my rheumatologist said. He was like, look, I can't really advise on this one because it's outside of my field. But even if it wasn't outside of my field, there's just so much going on that they're unsure of at the moment. Is, You'd have to go through a panel of testing. This feels like one of the like six to 50 things that we just previously went like they were a sickly child yeah you know yeah yeah uh, always coming down with something a weak constitution because it is weird like i get yeah. i get why he's concerned because i'm getting pericarditis just so everyone knows is when the sac around your heart becomes incredibly inflamed and when it escalates it can become full of fluid that can become an issue don't gooey. know if that's happened yet gooey you're gooey i have a bit of a gooey you got a gooey heart <laughs> got a gooey heart <laughs> look you may be strong on the outside, but you are you've got a gooey heart. <laughs> you this are, is not what we mean by like a soft a, heart. Like a like a like a chew. You have a gooey center. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. <sighs> oh no, they're back. <laughs> I saved that up for three months. No, two months. Anyway, pericarditis is the inflammation of the sac around the heart. And if I keep getting it, the the sac around my heart will get really thick and fucked up. And then it will restrict my heart from beating. But it is, it's, it's weird because that just shouldn't happen out of nowhere. Sometimes it happens as a result of a virus. Should it be a one-off? A lot of people go to an ER department thinking they have a heart, like they're having a heart attack. It's just pericarditis. But no, I'm just getting it out of nowhere for no good reasons. So that's why everyone's a bit stumped. They're like, that's not normal Yeah. to just get it again and again every year all the time for like four or five weeks at a time bizarre yeah so i'm I, but like, hey I'm, I'm the daughter of christopher ward if i'm gonna get some weird genetic fucking mutation it's gonna be from him so. doxing your father oh he's fully cancelled oh my god <laughs> <laughs> 
Get him. Mob, get him. Yeah. And on top of everything, I'm getting fucking married, guys. Yeah. I'm getting married. Yeah. In like Yay. about a month's time. Twenty second of October. Keep me in your hearts and minds. But um it was just a lot to plan a wedding. So there's just been a lot going on in the world of yeah. Abigail Abu Ghoul sword. <laughs> <laughs> For this Halloween time, <laughs> tis the month of spookies. Tis so. the tis the yeah. It is the month of spookies. So as Machete Saint Scare, <laughs> I'm here to warn you. Abby's getting married. Ooh. I mean, we are about to talk about vampires and werewolves. Yeah, but we also wanted to give you guys a heads up that this is a bonus episode, obviously. Yeah, but we are officially coming back in four weeks time so note that in your fucking calendars yeah. early november we're back baby it's not the immediate return think of this as like a like a like a palate cleanser you, you we are warming you up this we're is warming the, you up the time you go to the restaurant you order just an entree and then you're like fuck that's good that so good i want a main yeah and then you overspend on a 48 dollar porterhouse that you do regret yeah. but it tasted fucking juicy uh, this sounds Specific. I did go to a restaurant last night in Brunswick where they were trying to charge me $48 for a porterhouse and oh I just glassed them. Um, I ate it, whoa. but I did attack them. No, I just didn't get it. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a lot. That's, a, that's $50. That is like double most people's hourly wage for one meal. No, I'm not working two hours for that porterhouse. What I hate, though, is that that is obviously very expensive. What I hate is that it's not that much more than when you go to brunch and then a lot of the things are like, this is $22. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. It's a toasty. It's a, yeah. It's bread with some cheese and tomato in the middle of it with a bit of relish. And then, of course, there's that classic reaction of like, well, really, what I would prefer is you give me like a third less of it and I pay like $17, which would still be a lot, but at least I'd be able to finish it. And then it's like, well, but they need to charge 20 to 100%. be able to do it. Sometimes, but, okay, this was something that really just, while we're on the topic, I do have to vent. I do. <laughs> yeah. um, this I know is what the listeners important. are here for. <laughs> when we were at this restaurant last night, I went with my good friend, Tony, friend of the podcast, um, listener of the podcast, devoted listener. <laughs> he and I went to this Argentinian restaurant. It was lovely. We had some really good dishes. Now, but that we explains did the get, huge steak. Yeah, we did get a side that cost us $16. What? It was meant to be this like little duck dish and we couldn't quite figure out what it was because everything was in just Spanish. Um, <laughs> sure, yeah. But we we ordered it because we went, duck, that sounds delicious. It was basically pulled duck. Never pull a duck, by the way. <laughs> Don't pull a duck. That meat I'm is not. so juicy and succulent <laughs> and gooey. Um, it shouldn't be pulled. And then it was on this dry piece of shitty bread, almost like an English muffin with dry pulled duck on top and a bit of anchovy. And we were like, and it was tiny. It was like the size of, God, I don't know. It's like the size of like, just put your thumb and your index together as in a circle. That's how big it was. That's that not- was one each. That was $8 that's, per person. That's crazy. We ate it and we were like, not only does this taste terrible, it, we just got ripped the fuck off. Yeah. And I, I had that urge for the first time in my life when the waitress came over, loveliest girl, to be like, how did you find everything? For the first time in my life, I really had the urge to say, I don't want to pay for that because that felt like a scam. It's but happening. The transformation is upon you. <laughs> I'm becoming a Karen. <laughs> you're, you're about to get married soon. You're getting older. It's it's happening. <laughs> I resisted the urge. But frankly, it did feel like a ripoff. I was like, what yeah. was that? <laughs> what did they just put in me? Yeah. Anyway, it's been on my mind a lot. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, I did wake up this morning and I confided in my beautiful partner Claude about it, and it's clearly just playing on me. Beautiful, beautiful partner Claude, going, sweet baby Claude, that fucking duck, <laughs> that fucking duck, <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> but but also, you know, so we'll be back November, but 
This is ostensibly, although rather late at doing so, meant to celebrate two years of the podcast. We've been doing two it for two years. Two years of the podcast. Right, last you heard of us, we were like, we're going to come out with an anniversary episode. We couldn't, all right? We'd given you too much of us. We uh, needed the break. I really was at the end of my rope. Yeah. Those, we were like those who know me <laughs> know that I was obviously overworking myself a lot for the podcast, but also in general, I had been doing like multiple jobs at once for, I realized ever since the pandemic ended, which is was the period where I had no work, and it was just it was just too much. Yeah, just far too much. Like last year when I was on that feature, as well as editing like three other things at the same time. Those are not short days. Yeah, and it just it was, I didn't I didn't make it to the end like I thought no. I would. When I think back at Mich- of, on on Michelle in July, she was moving house, constantly stressed, and I think of just eyeliner always being smudged around your eyes because you'd be clearly been either rubbing them or crying. Yeah. That was the Michelle of July. Yeah. I come in today, eyeliner crisp on both of us. Hell we're ready yeah. to go. Yeah, we're doing it. We're not sloppy, sloppy. Now we're here. We're clean. We're all together. Not a all goo together. in sight. Not a goo in sight. We needed the break. Thank you for sticking it out. We will be back in four weeks' time. Yeah. But for now. With a, with a vengeance. We, we have some axes to grind. <laughs> oh, we've got so much to talk about. But for now, enjoy our little bonus episode. Yeah. Do you want to get into it? Let's get into well, it. Well, hey, you know, speaking of uh, getting into it and bonus <laughs> episodes. Speaking of Twilight. Easiest fucking pivot <laughs> of my life. So, like, going into this fucking podcast, mm. it's going in, into this episode, you know, Breaking Dawn, uh, Twilight, you hear a lot about. You know, we notably, when we watched New Moon, were like, neither of us had seen it before. We missed it, even though our youth was at the peak of its popularity. Right? We completely missed the train. Yeah. Like, I, we watched it for the first time for this podcast. And hey, it's been a fucking delight. But yeah. we, we truly did miss that, like, kind of teenage moment with this. I, I had heard that Breaking Dawn was the wildest of them. And it was. Oh, well, that's that's what surprised me. Breaking Dawn Part Two, batshit insanity amazing, front to back. It's amazing. Why we do this? Part One, they really did play chess in Rio for like half the movie. Yeah, I was not expecting a movie about having gotten married. They have fun playing chess for the length of a movie, and then there's the most violent birth I've ever seen oh, in my life. Oh my god! Wait, we just, <laughs> hang on. We can't jump the gun, and no, I also no. don't want to think about that's that. The yet. preamble. <laughs> Don't bring that. It's that, not a movie. spine cracking. It doesn't resemble anything close to movie structure, story oh. structure. There's no way that it makes sense. It is like 40 minutes stretched into two hours. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it doesn't need to be split. It could be one two and a half hour movie it for could sure. Be. So the way that we watched this movie, guys, is that we had a nice little movie day at mine. Claude was there. Our friend Tony was there, friend of the podcast, longtime listener, longtime fan. Um <laughs> We really enjoyed ourselves and like, but but I have to say it was two hours of the most immensely boring film and then two hours of nonstop action. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking drama. So fun. Resuscitated me. I was like partly falling asleep because I've been getting these migraines from changing my hormone schedule, but I was like, gotta stick it out. This is the best fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And it was, it was part one did not deliver part two fucking exceptional we yeah. watch it again in a heartbeat the whole opening of part two where bella has become a vampire and she's just running around smelling everything oh my bella god is like a wet towel of a character yeah but all of a sudden as a, as a vampire she like awakens and actually has like a vigor for life she's so much more interesting 
as a vampire. She is to to reappropriate a, a joke I used to make about Bill Shorten. She's not a wet towel. She is a damp sock because you put on a sock, going, "I'm expecting warmth and some security <laughs> and comfort," and instead you're immediately so disappointed. But then part two, Bella, is like putting on a nice. To- it's warmer than you think, and it's you're putting like, on Ooh. like it's putting on like a toweling robe that you've left over an oil heater to warm up, and then you put it on you, and it's just like. It envelops you. Yeah. It it almost bothers me in the way that I'm like, oh, I see the arc that's happening, the semblance of a story being told. It just wasn't satisfying to get here. <laughs> yeah. And hey, like I remember Twilight One fairly well, but I and I remember New Moon. Eclipse weirdly lost on me. Like mm. I it rather I find it difficult to remember what happened in Eclipse. I think that's because it was the one that was closest to a normal movie out of the whole franchise, which mm. means it was probably the best, but the least memorable. Yeah, yeah. Whereas part like Break- Breaking Dawn, even both parts, as much as I shit on the first part, I-, I won't forget the sequences in Rio where they're like jumping off of waterfalls and like they make such violent love that Edward breaks the entire bed. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> not, not to mention the like fucking half of it that is spent actually just following Jacob now as a POV for some yeah. reason as we see the wolves talk to each other. Characters, yeah. the beginning of what becomes tens of characters introduced, including him falling in love with a baby. Bi- yeah, <laughs> biggest disappointment of the film, apart from him falling in love with a baby, lack of jorts. Yeah. They weren't they in jorts They're anymore. not the jort boys in, anymore. They're like, normal shorts when they're in shorts. And rip it's like, to it's the jort boys. R- rip to the jort boys. Let's, ha- let's hold an in memoriam, a moment of silence for the jort boys. Did you ever podcast. know that you're my hero? Because you are the jorts beneath my jorts. <laughs> you are the shorts beneath my jorts. The legs beneath my jorts. You are the legs beneath, beneath my jorts. I could fly higher than an eagle. Yeah. yeah. You're everything, everything. Yeah, well, I yeah. wish I could be. The podcast isn't the Abigail show off. Yeah, <laughs> I can fly. I'm really getting into it. Higher than an because oh. you had a legs between my Oh, the classic eagle sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I identify as a bit of a wolf myself. Oh my I'm a lone woman in this world of pain and suffering. Just like a wolf. Just like a wolf. <laughs> Just like a wolf. Classic lone alpha wolf of the pack. Not a real thing. Hey, why don't I just get into the overview? Hey. To go into some of the key details, his movies came out in 2011 and 2012. They're both directed by Bill Condon, who's much more noted as a writer, but he did direct Dreamgirls. Oh. Yeah, and that movie, The Fifth Estate. He, he directed other movies, but those were the two that I was like, oh, I, have, I know those movies. Mm. Um, screenplay, Melissa Rosenberg, once again, same as all of them, Jessica Jones and Dexter and Step Up, hell yeah. Love it. Um, starring, obviously, Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson and Taylor Lautner, as well as now honorary podcast all-star, Lee Pace. Oh, wait, what, what else has he been in? Marmaduke. Oh, fuck. I think I tried to re- just erase Marmaduke out of yeah. my memory. Because it's a bonus. It's not a true all-star, but it means we have had to talk about Lee Pace in multiple movies yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. I feel like there was something else that came up when we realized he, there would be an all-star. 
Oh, six from Ultraviolet. Oh my god, yes. He played like a little side one character. One of the Volturi. It was six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another honorary. I saw him and I said, like that guy. I swear to God, I've seen him as a kid. I could see his face. In my yeah. mind. And yeah. It was six. It was fucking six from Ultraviolet. Yeah. <laughs> Only you and I would get so excited about the tiniest cameo from the kid from Ultraviolet. <laughs> oh my god, that's the kid from Ultraviolet. Whoa. It's like this. This podcast is narrowing our world. <laughs> Instead if anything, of expanding it. My, my worldview has gotten smaller. <laughs> I, my world belongs to a very specific niche part of the internet, IMDb. Yeah. My heart belongs to IMDb. <laughs> so part one was filmed, uh, budget was $127 million and the part two budget was $136. Mm-hmm. The box office was $712 and $830. Wow. Yeah. Huge return. Yeah. Easily the most expensive of all of them. Of you course know. they made it back, though. Of yeah, course they obviously. Did. Yeah. And, you know, it means that they kept making more and more money each fucking time yeah. as well. Like, holy shit. And Twilight is still just as popular. Like, it's it's not like it's lost, rev- like, relevancy. People still love it. Every second scene, a song would come on and you were like, oh, my God. That's I know that TikTok. That's on TikTok. Yeah. When yeah. I joined TikTok in 2020... And by the way, guys, I deleted it. Fuck, it's felt good. Back in 2020 when I joined, Roslyn by Bon Iver or Bon Iver was just trending everywhere on TikTok. And it's that really sad one of like... It was on you, New Moon. You can't, you can't go, I was listening to a Bonnie, Bon Iver song. It's that really sad one. And then <laughs> proceeds to sing every Bon Iver song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know that one. It's called their discography. <laughs> look, look, here's the here's the full overview. <laughs> Obviously, this is a little longer because it's two movies, which was the problem with my entire notes yeah. <laughs> and why it might be a long episode. It is the day of Bella and Edward's wedding. Much of the couple's friends and family are there, including the Cullens' relatives from the north, with the notable exception of Jacob. However, as a gift, Jacob appears for one dance in the woods before having to leave. That's so weird, by the way. They clearly have some kind of thing going on. I don't know why Edward's like, it's cool, I'll leave you in this forest with your ex. (laughs) I don't care. It's cool. And she's like, oh my God, now you're here, it's perfect. I stand by, it's a power move. It is, it's weird. Does Edward have like a cucking fetish? I don't understand. (laughs) No, he's like, you wouldn't do anything. I know that. You're afraid of me. (laughs) Um, Bella and Edward then travel to Brazil for their honeymoon and to finally have sex. And play chess. That sentence, by the way, is maybe 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and we have to mention, we'll talk about it later, but yeah. the sex is wild. It's wild. Two weeks later, it is discovered that somehow Bella has, much like Palpatine returning, Bella has become pregnant, <laughs> prompting their secret return to Forks. Both Edward and Jacob insist that she terminate the pregnancy, but Bella refuses, becoming weak and near death in the process. Jacob returns, this is the bit where it just follows him, Jacob returns to tell the tribe, but when they agree to kill the baby on its birth, considering uh, because they considered the treaty broken and the uh, baby potentially dangerous, Jacob and the Clearwaters leave the tribe to and protect Bella. Bella eventually requires an emergency fang-based C-section in an incredibly violent birth, seemingly killing Bella. So violent. The baby, named Renesme, is imprinted on by Jacob, stopping him from killing her as a last resort. Two days later, uh, Edward, the vampiric venom that Edward injected into Bella finally works, and she awakes, now a vampire. Part two. 
Over the next few days, Bella learns to control her cravings and raise a rapidly growing Renesmee. Eventually, one of the Cullens' northern relatives, Irina, spots Bella and Renesmee in the woods and flees to the Volturi before Bella can explain. It is realized that Irina has mistakenly believed that Renesmee is a, an immortal child, meaning a child who's been turned into a vampire, which is illegal. And so- <laughs> <laughs> Say it with more hesitancy. <laughs> so which is illegal. Illegal? <laughs> And so the Cullens travel around the world to gather witnesses who can testify. That, sorry, it was weird when watching it, but it's really weird to describe it I later. did want to say before you started this, just good luck. <laughs> who can testify that Renesmee is in fact a natural born vampire. <laughs> Every word of that sentence was weirder than I remembered it being. In the process, Alice unexpectedly vanishes and Bella's vampiric shield ability is discovered. And also explains why she couldn't ever have her thoughts read by Edward, I guess. Mm, Which mm. is... Anyway. I love how he's like, oh my god, you're a shield. You're so different from all the others. (laughs) She's still right till the end of Pick Me Go. (laughs) You're so different, Bella. It is theorized that the Volturi are secretly egging on the conflict to give them pretense to kill the Cullens and abduct Alice into the Volturi because of her foresight ability, a pattern that Arrow, Michael Sheen's character, is known for doing previously. Yeah. Eventually, the Cullens' gang and the Volturi gather in the snow, and it is proved that Renesmee is not an immortal child. I mean, proved as in by the word of all the witnesses. Uh, However, the Volturi continue to try and spur on the conflict, in part by executing Arena, the northern family member. However, before the fight can break out in earnest, Alice arrives and shows Arrow a vision of what would happen if conflict were to break out, although at the beginning we think it's just happening. Um, and his own subsequent fiery death, as well as a 150-year-old hybrid from South America as proof that Renesmee will not grow up and harm them. The Volturi agree and leave. Uh, Back at home, Alice glimpses the future where Jacob and an adult Renesmee are greeting Bella and Edward, all happy and at peace. So creepy. That's that's the end. I mean, the 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 actual final scene is like, with more control over her powers, Bella lets Edward into her mind for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Romantic. And they have a montage sequence. I love that they didn't just do a montage sequence. They were like, let's wrap it into the plot. Like she in like <laughs> mental in, in uh, mental iMovie cut d- together. And it's so bizarre because in her brain, she's having a POV experience looking at Edward and experiencing things. But yeah. she isn't. She isn't seeing it's, herself it's running from at her him perspective. in a field. Yeah. It, it is from a camera's point of view. <laughs> I feel like it'd be like, Bella, what the fuck? Is remarkably <laughs> self-aware. <laughs> I, I, there's so many things to talk about with these two, yeah. these two films. I feel like just because it's at the forefront of my mind and I just have to get it out. Sure. The whole Jacob and Renesmee thing. Yeah. In what world is that not weird? Here's the thing. In what world? When I had, it was one of those like few plot elements that I'd heard about. He's 18 years her senior. It's entered into public culture as like a thing. I assumed it was that thing where it's like something that is genuinely a bit weird in a movie is then like described in a way that makes it sound hilariously awful, you know, for exaggerative effect. But no, it's actually it's actually worse than the description of Jacob falls in love with a baby. It's yeah. actually far weirder than that because it really is like he imprints, and it's not like oh he's her protector, so of course they'd maybe fall in love what, because she's aging faster. No, it is like right from the outset he's looking at the baby and going like we're gonna get married in the way that only a southern pastor would. I my favorite moment in both films 
is when Bella finds out he imprinted on her and she goes, you imprinted on my ch- on my child? She's a baby! She's a baby! And then she goes, you nicknamed her after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> because he calls her Nessie. I think that was her best performance in every, all five films. She's a baby! I can see why that moment became a meme. It's funnier in context. That is the thing about, like, every anyone who hasn't watched these movies, every bit you've heard of it, you're like, yeah, I know the weird bits. No, they're funnier and weirder in context. What I do remember is that in Eclipse I had mentioned to you I very specifically stated yeah all I know about Breaking Dawn is that Bella and Edward have a baby and Jacob wants to fuck it I was right yeah absolutely because that sounds like exaggerative effect of but, like no he he it's his bonded no he kind of does want to fuck the baby and what's with being I just can't understand what would be going through in Nesme's mind where she's come into the world and her growth is accelerating rapidly so within the space of what a year she's like Seven? Yeah, and I, well, I, this movie is very bad at communicating the timeline. I think within a year she's like six or seven or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think, the time that's passed. I don't actually know how much time is elapsing. All we can see is that by the, she's born, and by the end of the film she looks like a seven or eight year old, seven year old, six year old, maybe. Yeah. And so it's like, well, how? I don't know how much time there was there, but can you imagine you've just come into the world and you don't get to take the usual amount of time to develop and become a human being? All of a sudden, within like six months, you're in a seven-year-old's body and you're still like, wait, what the fuck is going on? I'm still a kid. That's the thing. I understand that like a seven-year-old also has like literally more mental capacity than a baby, but at the same time, I feel like we underestimate how much of that is learnt through time and experience. Yeah. This seven-year-old is very articulate. And I understand that people want to say, hey, it's not creepy because she's going to grow up so much faster than any of them and she'll probably be 18 in no time. And it's like, yeah, but that isn't necessarily the argument when people talk about predatory behavior towards young people. It's the fact that you, Jacob, are growing up, like you are, you are, part of this young girl's life as she grows up, no matter how slow or fast that may be, you become something of a parental figure to her because you're friends with her parents. It's weird to then wait for her to turn a certain age and start a sexual relationship with her. Yeah. It's weird in every respect. So just because her growth is accelerated doesn't make that not weird. If she she grows at the same rate. Now, the 150-year-old hybrid says, like, I I froze it. It it really is the sort of thing of, like, I am the perfect being. There's nothing to worry about because there's literally no flaws of being a hybrid. This is boring. So uninteresting. But when, like, they'll both be physically 21 at the same point, but she'll be mentally three years old. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's weird. Because also that's weird, no matter maybe, how you spin it. <laughs> maybe in the law, she isn't meant to be mentally three. Maybe in the law, she intellectually grows. It's just as quickly as she physically grows. However, the movie doesn't show that she's a child that doesn't seem to speak much at all. So mm. I have no idea who Renesmee is as a person. Also, at any I think point. coward's choice. A brave writer would write a twenty-one-year-old who's going, "Mommy, baby, you still <laughs> need <milky>. help." <laughs> no, a three-year-old doesn't go, "Baby, need milky." What? What kind of three-year-old were you? I loved the milky. You shouldn't have been breastfeeding at three. What? I don't know what I was doing at three, Michelle. <laughs> we, we but if wasn't it was latching onto my mother's tits, that's between me and her. I guess. It, that doesn't mean it. Okay. That 
this is not a model of standard development we're discussing, <laughs> is my point. <laughs> but she should still be like, I'm I was, scared of the dark. I have no idea if I was even breastfed. I might not have been. Oh, Jacob. Jacob. Oh, scary outside. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, my beautiful wife. My beautiful wife. <laughs> Do you want to have a romantic, intimate night? No, because what's going to happen is that she's going to keep accelerating and she'll be like 40 in no time. No, and he'll be like, yeah. The thing with the hybrid, the hybrid is smash. like, nope, I froze physically at the ripe age of 25. Uh, Nubile. Still. <laughs> I will remain youthful. It's so uninteresting that this hybrid has no downside. Yeah. No downside. I would find it so much more interesting if there was just something that meant, oh, like we do end up dying young or something. Or like we, we all of our limbs slowly break off. <laughs> little <torsos. laughs> oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? Stephanie Meyer hit me up for more inspiration. I thought it was like she was like a mayfly. You know, she'll die quickly, but she'll impact everyone's yeah. lives forever. That's cool. Yeah. That's rad. Either way, the Romanesme storyline is insane. And look, we've got to talk about the pregnancy. Well, wait, hang on. While we're talking about Renesme, we got to talk about the baby, like the weird... Mushy, digi baby. <laughs> the CGI baby. No longer is the standard reference. I mean, it's, look, it's been like a decade since this movie came out, but people still have the standard reference for Uncanny Valley being like Polar Express. No, it is Renesmee. It's absolutely Renesmee and her strange amorphous face. The combo like real baby slash puppet baby slash 2D photo of a baby. They've th- they clearly kept getting real children and then just CGIing it to look kind of identical to the girl that plays Renesmee by the end. It's yeah. such a bizarre It's move. like they took baby photos of Mackenzie Foy and then tried to like plaster it over a 3D thing, but yeah. without adding shading. Yeah. So it still looks like you're like stretching 2D, like yeah. uh, warping and twisting it onto a 3D thing. And then her little baby hairs were always like faded out in this bizarre way where yeah. I couldn't quite tell where the end of her head stopped and the background began. <laughs> yeah. She was always like blurring a little bit into it. I know it's like she's meant to look otherworldly. And there's times I've seen like CG used to that effect where it's like, yeah, it doesn't look integrated into the world because it's otherworldly. I'd argue like A Wrinkle in Time was that. Like it often doesn't look like it's a real thing. It looks like a strange foreign hyperdimensional object. That's why it was like beautiful and worked so well. Yeah. This is meant to still be a baby. <laughs> And then they get, I, I read, there's like something like six different young girls who yeah. play. No, there was like nine. Nine of them. Yeah, who, who play a growing Renesmee until they settle on it being just Mackenzie Foy. But there's yeah. always like Mackenzie Foy's face like digitally superimposed yeah. and then enhanced onto these different bodies. Yeah. Weird. Also. And confusing. I love that. Just, for, again, still on Renesmee. I love that she Bella's name choice is such an it's such an eighteen year old thing to do <laughs> of like I'm gonna name it after both of my mothers or like Edward's mother and mine so it's gonna be Renesmee and if it's not a girl I'll call him her after my two lovers <laughs> Jacob and Edward and also not even that one's not even like a mesh it's not like Ed Cub or it's or just, Jake Wood it's, it's just like it'd be like Edward Jacob Edward Jacob. <laughs> I guess first and middle name, <laughs> but then it'll be a strange hybrid of our mommies. Oh, that's such a weird choice. <laughs> Renesmee is the silliest fucking name. Yeah. There's a world in which I think Renesmee is actually not that bad. Here's really? the thing. I, I do think like if it was say like fantastical, if we're watching like Game of Thrones and there's like Brandor and Renesmee, I'm like, yeah, these fit, right? In yeah. the like slightly warped fantastical names. But also in the way it's spelt and the way that we know it's mashing of two regular names is just like this odd, like you look at it and you're like, that's wrong. I'm going to name my baby Bruchelle. 
In Bruce honor Shell. of you and Brooke. <laughs> in honor of your two lovers. Or actually, uh, Mook. Mook? <laughs> Mook. Mook is... What are you? You're fucking Jamook? <laughs> That's a thing, right? I'm pretty sure Paul Dano had a band. I'm going to find out. It's like an old slur or something. No, Paul Dano had a band called Mook. Hey. Yeah, in honor of Whoa. that. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Anything sounds like an insult if you say it hatefully. Let's talk about that pregnancy, dude. Yeah, okay. It's at the forefront of my mind and it's well, painful. I guess we can skip over the wedding because it just looks like... I know they're in the Pacific Northwest, but I, it's what I imagine every Christian Southern wedding, wedding to look like. Yeah. It's it's very traditional. But I want to yeah. talk about the pregnancy. Yeah. Like, we'll go back to the wedding. Okay, But I sure. want to talk about the pregnancy. We don't need to do this in order. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. We don't, <laughs> what I'm saying is we don't have to go back to the wedding. That's it. That's the, the whole summary. You know? Except for the one bit where Charlie does the classic threatening the groom thing. Yeah. Hateful. She has the bit. She's, like, pregnant, and it's obviously draining her of her life essence of her yeah. force. It's, like, and sucking she's her from the inside. more and more gaunt and creepy looking as it goes on. She's yeah. yeah. She's, like, all, like, skin and bones by the end of it when she dies. But that shot where she the labor's coming on and her back snaps yeah the subtitles say it was truly spine haunting. snaps she's done there's no, no coming it was back like, from it said that like point bones crunching no that was later oh, it okay. said spine snaps and then as she's getting moved it says bones crunching at that point we you're were, done yeah, we were screaming we're all yeah. on my couch and we were like oh my god she goes fully 90 degrees to the side it like, was a gen- no it was coming back such a harrowing scene of them trying to save this baby like blood going everywhere and like every all the editing was so choppy and scary and in again it was in just, a way that was kind of effective it was effective but it was just not tonally what i thought twilight would do for the pregnancy so distinct from the we're fucking in rio for yeah, two weeks straight i think that pregnancy scene was the most harrowing part of all of twilight and they have full-on like vampire battle scenes yeah but it was the pregnancy that scared me the absolutely most. i just don't know why they ever weren't like well bare minimum bella's coming out of this paraplegic yeah like uh, there's <laughs> bones crunch is never a sign of someone continuing to live so just by being becoming a vampire does that mean that her bones are miraculously just forged back together i don't understand they have a healing factor don't they do they i think so don't they get like scratched up and then they kind of heal pretty quickly okay you know we've can seen it, them in battles before a fully that's, broken spine? that's why you have to rip off their heads it right. should be staked through the heart, but they exclusively rip off heads. Right, right. Twist them off like they're robots in The World's End. I love how like, they were trying to show us these like neural pathways in her brain when it was becoming vampire, and it all led to this <laughs> to tiny little orb. nub. It was like a little clit in the middle of her brain. <laughs> the brain clit. <laughs> the brain clit. <laughs> you rub the brain clit enough, it becomes a vampire. Just vampgasms. Vampgasms. <laughs> Back to life. So fucking good. She's going to fucking <laughs> nut. She's going to fucking vampic nut everywhere. <laughs> How can we best display, I don't know, like, what is the brain? Oh, we'll never know. I feel like also they skimmed over the juice, the vamp, the vampire venom, because I don't think they'd ever discussed, yes, the way that vampires work explicitly is that we have venom. It makes sense. It's one of those things that I'm like, I don't want to criticize the concept of it because I kind of get it of like, yeah, you suck their blood, they, they, they inject their venom into you. That's how they're like turning someone into a vampire works. Yeah, yeah. That kind of tracks, and I think that's kind of neat. But we just suddenly, like... Edward just pulls almost like out of his pocket this vial of what looks like from Austin Powers' mojo, <laughs> but black and white instead of like pinky purpley. Just like fucking goo in a in a vial going, yeah. Oh, we're I've back got, to goo? I've got this. <laughs> oh, it's the vampire Everything goo. Everything comes back to goo. It's the goo circle and of he's life. Like, yeah, it's my venom. And I'm like, 
did he m- milk himself? How did? What is this? There's no explanation. And he's like injects the goo. Yeah, the where vamp did the goo. venom come from? It's not like you can extract venom out of a, your body, right? But you can from a snake. That's what milking a snake is to get make anti. But how? Yeah, how would you extract it from a human? The way you do it from a snake is you get them to like bite into like a jar with a rubber seal on the top. So they bite <laughs> right. into it and they just auto. So did Edward it. just? do that for himself yeah do you just bite repeatedly bit, into a jar bit into a jar and, and he's just like here's one i prepared earlier his goo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we need to make some venom here's one i prepared earlier <laughs> now the trick about venom is to not overbite because you can really just make the venom kind of like just just it, it's stringy stringy he's shooting ropes <laughs> <laughs> this is an explicit podcast we shouldn't make sure. hey speaking of stringing ropes can we just talk about the sex scene on the honeymoon oh fuck you. That's awful. Didn't I say that at one point? Oh, because he because he doesn't have any blood, he'd be dehydrated. So I said he's just shooting ropes. That's right. Because we're also thinking, how is he able to get it up if he has no blood? Like, how is his no, penis erect? It's fully flaccid, it's fully flaccid. But he could still come. So what I love about the canonically the the lead up to the sex scene is when she's like giving herself a full like shave and pamper. He's gone to like stand in the ocean, <laughs> and she's like trying to find something to wear, and she goes. Don't be a coward. And she's like got a head in her hands. Don't like shaking back and don't forth. Be a coward. Don't be a coward. Is so funny. And she just walks out fully naked and joins him in the ocean and they begin to kiss and they go back to the bedroom and they make such violent love yeah. that the entire bed frame is destroyed. And this is what confused us. You see the room. The whole top of the bed is completely yeah. destroyed and the walls around the it. The headboard broken. Headboard. Pillows scratched open. However, the bed itself, mattress the, is still on the perfectly frame. Perfectly frame's fine. Perfect. It's as if he was like trying to do like he was trying to do gymnastics on the top of the bed frame. I don't yeah. understand. Well, he was outletting it in every direction, but his thrusts quite soft. And he goes like, "Oh my god, I hurt you. I can never do it again." Because he's like left some bruises on her, yeah, just from how strong he was. And we all joke is- that he was just trying to find another reason to abstain because sex is morally wrong in this world. It's so like telling how vanilla it is because it's meant to be like he's just violent. He can't control himself, and then it's some light bruising, and it's like this is just mildly kinky. This is what happens when I run into a table. Like she's probably just anemic. But it's it's also people have not even that exciting sex and then have bruises or scratches well, after. We see them making love in yeah. the film. And it is Vegan. vanilla. They're yeah. kissing. They're in missionary. Yeah. There's a lot of kissing shoulders. and They put the missionary in missionary. <laughs> yeah, really. And I just, it was such a vanilla, like, I don't understand. I love this weird juxtaposition of here's the soft, intimate sex scene and here's the wreckage yeah. that it caused oh in the my room. God. It, it is so clear how much Stephanie Meyer has to work through her own issues around sex. It's so chaste. <laughs> Again, I really feel like she was trying to feel like be like, oh, Edward needs another reason to be chaste and not yeah. not have sex with Bella for a couple there of months. There was the point that we were a little confused because it was canonical in uh, – Eclipse in particular, but we did have to Google how is Edward a virgin, which is really funny. And he was, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, they were both. Isn't he like 103? How did he not get a bit of pussy? He, he, he didn't. Uh, he was waiting till marriage. Yeah. Can we bring back Poonanny? No. Some poon. Uh, it's too, it's too, it's too pooey, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's your poo nanny. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Getting a bit of it. I, I guess poon I can get. Yeah, getting that poon. Poon tang, I get. Poon nanny, no. Poon tang. Poon nanny. Is a thumbs Where's up. Where's the line of differentiation between poon tang and poon nanny? It's more tangy. Yeah, true. true. It's got more zest about with that tang. Co- how do you feel about coochie? 
Coochie, yeah. it, de- it totally depends on the context. If you're referring to your own coochie, yes. If you're mm. referring to if someone a, if else's- If a man said it was Get that coochie, coochie yeah. bad, yeah. awful, grubby. How do you feel about this? Coochie, oochie, yama, mama. I, I give a light giggle every time and nothing uchi, more. Uchi, mama, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laid out my soul. <laughs> That no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you I didn't. <laughs> okay, we should get into part two, if anything. Yes. Okay, we've done part one, the less interesting one. We have. There's so much more to unpack. In okay, guys, that was part one. That was the easy hey, bit. Like, let's. We didn't even talk about fucking Jacob, but that's because it's uninteresting. Well, we talked about him in relevance to him wanting to fuck Renesme. Fundamentally uninteresting is his section with the key loots, which involves all of the key loots under your belt. By the way, I guess I will say one thing quickly. In New Moon, I remember when I was doing my research, I was desperately trying to find what the actual native stance yeah. was, and we found I found like some things that were talking at least from the time of New Moon of like hey, there's these flaws, it's still exploitative and commercial, but there was attention brought to them and a lot of the local people were like, hey, the 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 actors who were native, not Taylor Lautner, uh, were treated really well at premieres. That's cool. And then, like, every movie we've watched since and the research since is just worse and worse. Oh, no. Just negative. Oh, no. All positives I gave way back at the beginning retracted. I know more now. I am sorry I was not as educated. Oh, I mean, you had to, you, you weren't really allowed to know until now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> As per the terms of this contractual agreement we are participating in. Yeah, we're all allowed to like take time and learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I will say the one good thing about Taylor's character about Jacob in part one, not even good thing, the one enjoyable moment was when we realized that in wolf form they can all speak. Because <laughs> we never saw <laughs> yeah. that. Previously when they were wolves, there was no dialogue. But they their voices wolves. are different. Their voices are like deep. Which, they're like, what do you mean? Given that, even though they all have names, Jacob and Sam are really the only ones you know, it is impossible to tell who's speaking at any time. Yeah, yeah. Just truly impossible. But as you say, jumping into part two. Yeah. Part two really kicks off because Bella's a vampire. And scuttling the first, up a wall. Yeah, the first 10 minute sequence of her... Like her eyes glistening red and her running through the woods with Edward and she just fucking zooms things. off and scuttles up a cliff to try and eat the fuck out of a guy. And by the way, she does say, "Where's Renesme?" And he says, "No, you need to eat first. And she's like, "You're right. Let's hunt." And I'm like, "Why would you not go see your baby first? I feel like if you went, if you almost died to give birth to your child, I would definitely delay going to get something to eat." Just to see him. Just yeah. to be like, there's my baby. Now, nah, but then she gets pulled off the cliff, get, gets a scolding from Edward, and then she hunts a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the first five to ten minutes of the movie. And we were already like, this is exceptional. Bella so as a vampire good. is just absolutely shits all over Bella as a human. There's even the scene, like, pretty soon after she, like, gets familiarized with their baby, they have, like, a, f- a conflict, including the bit, I think this might actually be at the end of part one, where Edward spends the whole time in these two movies, by the way, just explaining the subtext of every scene. Yeah. Because there's a bit where the werewolves are fighting and he goes... The whole it, he's imprinted on her so that so they can't uh, hurt her. It's their most what was it? Oh, what was it? It's their most absolute law. Yeah, <laughs> which I know is meant to be like absolute as indefinite, but it sounds like it's their most absolute law. Edward was simply employed in this movie just to explain the yeah. plot to the viewers. And then this as- is what's happening. My God, 
Look at that. After, like, as uh, Bella starts beating the shit out of Jacob because he wants to fuck her baby, Edward goes, she's stronger now than ever. Maybe even stronger than Emmett now. It's her power. <laughs> she's a baby! <laughs> <laughs> and I loved that. She really chucks him out of, his ha- uh, out of her house. She's yelling at him, and then she physically attacks him. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Bella. Yeah. <laughs> Bella was turning Where up. Where you at, Luca? No. <laughs> but then then it it really is like just this like fucking crazy montage of renesme getting older oh that's right Uh, oh i I can't believe i didn't have it in my notes so i almost forgot a really notable part before we get into like the witnesses and all the new characters and when it starts Mm. to get like plot interesting with the volturi there's like the what do we do with charlie moment and there's like the pitch of like, oh, we'll fake Bella's death. And Bella and Jacob are kind of like, I don't want to do that to Charlie. That's not yeah, fair. It's like, yeah. do we tell him? And they kind of like only reach a compromise a little too late because by that point, Jacob's already run off to go like, I'll bring Charlie here and we'll tell him. Also, by the way, I loved that we watched this with Tony who had never seen any Twilight. And he saw Charlie and was like, he's kind of hot. And we were like, yeah, that's what everyone on the internet yeah. thinks. Except <laughs> when he thinks starts, Charlie's hot. When he starts threatening people, that's where it's always like ACAB includes Charlie. Mm, I'm sorry. Mm, sorry, it guys. Has to. <laughs> but... Jacob goes, uh, finds him just sort of loosely in the woods, chopping wood, such a masculine thing to do. Yeah. And he's like edging, like kind of loses steam to tell him outright. So he's, you see him have like the mental thought of, oh, I'll show him that I'm a werewolf first to introduce him to magic, to to (laughs) ease him. Step one, I'm a werewolf. Step two, Bella's now a vampire. (laughs) This is truly the best bit. (laughs) And Charlie's like so confused of like, what's going on? And Jacob just says, I got to show you something first and starts just like stripping his clothes. And Charlie's like, whoa, what? By this point, Jacob's got his shirt off, his shoes up. And as he's- unbuckling his pants. Unbuckling his pants. You don't live in the world, you think you do. And just takes (laughs) off his pants. Like, no matter what follows, that's the funniest thing in any fucking movie. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't which live in the braises, world, you think you too. Yeah, which braises <laughs> fucking porno ripped that bit off. <laughs> Just that scene word for word is the porn parody of it. I know that on the internet somewhere, someone has taken that scene and genuinely turned it into porn, but I am scared to try and find it. I think I think Charlie had a moment where he was like... Mm? Oh, 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 maybe. Oh, you're just and, then a t- and then he turns into a wolf, oh. and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, you know that all happens. And in the end, they just say to Charlie, "Everyone is so fucking caged. They're like, she's different. She's changed. She can't tell you the change, but it's different." And she, he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" When he goes to visit her, and she's surrounded by all of these men that are very eerie and silent and standing around like guards, and she's almost hidden by someone. Yeah. And then he finally sees her sitting on the couch, and he goes, "Like, are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, Dad, I'm fine." If I was Charlie, I'd be like, "My daughter is getting abused by these men. I yeah. need to get her I, out." I, of here. I need to save her. Yeah, because <laughs> she seems afraid to speak to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some, like, low-scale uh, Jim Jones shit is happening in the Cullen house. And it wasn't even like they met privately. She met surrounded by people. And, yeah. again, to me, that would be a sign of she's not allowed to talk to me privately. Yeah. Something's really wrong. <laughs> and then she just keeps being cagey and not talking about it. Yeah. Anyway, Poor Charlie. Yeah. Then they're, they're, like, there's the whole thing of seeing Arena in the woods. This whole bit was so weird and confusing. But then they get to, oh, yeah, it's illegal uh, to have to make a child uh, a vampire. And she thinks that bella has broken the law always a classic 
way to end a fantasy epic is someone allegedly broke the law, but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Always a classic, which also led to the whole montage bit where like the flashback to medieval times where we see like Aro and Dakota Fanning and stuff. And like Dakota Fanning chucked the baby in the fire the as per the, the famous fire. meme. Yeah. God, that's Just standing me. over it and then just like... Oh, the- <laughs> loosely tosses it <laughs> it's more of the fact that you can see how light the baby clearly yeah. was it looks like she's throwing a doll you yeah know? <laughs> it's great but then they're like the way that we it's I, what i hate about it is that it's it's they're trying to confuse like having terminology for it making sense which is mm-hmm. often my problem in bad fantasy of like we need witnesses and it's like the way that you would imagine it's written with a capital W yeah not like we need a witness like we need a witness an official position or something but he's just rounding up his loose friends mm-hmm. like hey spoiler when we get to the confrontation they're just like what is your proof and then everyone's like we agree no they didn't yeah, even say it I have Kyle to say says on their behalf we agree I have to say if there's like some point of difference between two characters that's meant to be some rising tension the most boring way of trying to get out of that is being like hey back me up yeah <laughs> tell them if a group of people telling you no we believe them is the way to diffuse the tension the tension's not good enough <laughs> yeah it's not good enough it's the, it's it's like why why are you believing they're what? Because it's not like Why they saw it, it happen. Yeah. They're not actually witnesses. Of course you can round up people to corroborate your on your story. It doesn't mean that it's true. Does Stephanie Meyer knows what a witness is meant to be like for an, a real crime? Because that's meant to be a witness, someone who saw it, yeah. not someone who later is friends with them and says, no, nah, I bet they wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love the ensemble cast they just pull in. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them were very unknown actors, and really who I'm thinking of is Lee Pace, but <laughs> it was really fun, all of these strange sequences of, like... Jet them- sitting around the world, yeah, getting to see, yeah. like, Amun and Rami Malek yeah, as the, the Egyptian yeah. guy who's They in- really did rally a team, and so you're going into this final battle, and I actually had really high expectations. Also, the whole thing of, like, every vampire has one superpower is never more evident how weird and like meaningless that is until you start getting all the witnesses. Cause uh, some of them are like, I can see like Emmett is like, I'm pretty strong. Yeah. Right. And then uh, Rami Malek is like, I have power over all of the elements. Yeah. Like he can conjure flame. He co- creates like an earthquake at one yeah. time. That's, it seems to imply that it goes down to the earth's mantle. Yeah. The levels That's crazy. Of, the levels of power are just insanely distributed between One of them these is poor people. Taser hands. That one's pretty neat. Lee Pace doesn't seem to have anything. Hey, he ends up banging two twins at the end, That's right? True. So his superpower is he's just giant. <laughs> he, cock. Can fuck. <laughs> he can fuck. There's even that moment where like every second line he has is about how he fought in the Revolutionary yeah, yeah. War. He literally says, like, here come the red coats as yeah. they appear. And I'm like, so you've got one personality trait and it's that you were alive 300 years, 200 years ago. But unlike Jasper being a confederate where they just don't, no one ever <laughs> says where he's like talking about his past and no one ever says, what about your slaves? Lee Pace, at, le- at the very least, he's like, yeah, name one battle. I bet I was there. And then Jacob goes, what about the battle of Little Bighorn? It's like a gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, they yeah. have to write in- him in going, they have to write in him going, oh, I almost bit custom myself. I hated him, even though I was on their side. It's like, nah, nah, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. You're drawing <laughs> You're attention to the it. seeds, yeah. <laughs> You're just trying a bit too hard here. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, it seems that out of all of them, Alice had the best superpower of all, yeah. which is that she could prophesize what was to come. Yeah, like And so she's trying to escape her- 
she's trying to escape them. The, like, she's trying to avoid them the entire time because she knows that Arrow will want her when yeah. this all goes down. Turns out the end game, not even about Renesmee. It's just Alice. I just do love how this film really took the whole it was all a dream thing to its extreme. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it coming. I genuinely didn't. And I was really confused because as the battle kicks off, characters are getting slaughtered one by one and it felt like they weren't really appreciating like the gravity of it jasper gets his head cut off and like it's just a lot of really gory no tears shed for the confederate yeah and also i have to say the method of everyone killing each other by ripping off heads is bizarre because they're popping off like barbie dolls yeah they really do they're like cutting them they're literally just grabbing heads and going yeah, it, you you expect it to have that like pop noise because it's so easy, and they, they just seem clay like. I guess because it's meant to be like they have no blood, so that's why there's no blood spurtiness. Yeah, but it yeah. just seems like porcelain. Which yeah, I, I I think it's a cool visual effect, but also makes me go why. But in that whole fight sequence, I was just baffled. I was like, all these people are just dropping like flyers, and there's no attention being paid to it. And I very quickly just ruled that down to bad direction because come on, like what are we dealing with here? However, the twist of it being like oh, it's all a prophecy was interesting but so fucking anticlimactic yeah. they're just like cool you're right let's not do it well Bye. no no because the the bit about it that i liked even though it's uh, sort of lame i liked that it was like because alice comes up to arrow and goes like let me show you why renezme isn't harmful and then yeah. we don't realize like we think he's seen the vision and then the fight breaks out and stuff but then it like comes out and it like it ends specifically on Aro getting his head ripped off by Bella and then like yeah. he gets set alight. And so he dies and then sort of looks at Alice. And in what I think is a genuinely well-directed moment, there's this look of like, you know that what I said you watched is not what you watched and you're going to die if you do anything. So yeah. now he's incentivized to talk everyone else down. Yeah, yeah. That I think is kind of neat. It, but it made what followed with the hybrid coming out like really perfunctory and mm. strange because it was mm. like, haven't you already sort of like done, done the it. clever sowing the yeah. seeds thing? Yeah, 100%. But no, it, it, it was balls to the walls the entire time. Yeah. I loved part two part two is my favorite of the entire franchise a good fucking time man yeah i also thought like visually it was cool that they're fighting in the snow but th- there was that one guy the old guy volturi didn't he go like finally or something and then just oh, like, he had gets one ripped line in half. he had one line and we were like where was this guy the entire time <laughs> finally and then he just gets like his arms ripped off yeah. am i remembering were that you right? waiting to have your arms ripped off this entire time <laughs> he doesn't fight back at all <laughs> This guy had a death wish. He was severely yeah. depressed. <laughs> so great. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, hey, you know what? We could keep going into the movies, but why don't we just get, go into some trivia? Let's do it. Yeah. IMDb trivia. So I have a couple piece of tr- pieces of trivia. I don't have, like, an overwhelming amount of trivia, but I do have a lot of something. Uh, mostly because, like, you know, I, I read through the production history of both of these fucking movies as well as, like, about the Breaking Dawn book and there was a lot of stuff that was interesting but not in the way that we kind of vibe into yeah so i've just got a couple one i thought was particularly funny robert pattinson took a boat driving lesson so he would be able to drive the boat in the honeymoon scenes however despite taking lessons he crashed the boat in both the lessons and while filming in brazil (laughs) (laughs) oh rob yeah he tried um Carter Burwell, who is actually one of my favorite composers, yeah. composer for Twilight, returned to the franchise. He's a composer for Twilight? Yeah. What the fuck? So he just takes on Coen Brothers and Twilight projects. Good to know. <laughs> well, he returned. He had only done Twilight, um, not 
New Moon or Eclipse, but he returned to do Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2 as Burwell had worked with director Bill Condon before. However, in an interview given in 2015, he admitted to not finding the experience particularly interesting as a composer. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like there's a substantial body of work to really compose off of, you know? It's also just like... substantial is the wrong word. There's nothing... um, intellectually fulfilling and the movies have what what is in the modern era like fairly generic blockbuster action score the, or like the actual you know? world itself this is always my gripe with twilight i love fantasy and i love like i i think that like this this whole series never captured me because the world never felt full enough yeah. it felt very concentrated in a very particular part of america with really dull characters it never felt like this awe-inspiring fantasy landscape that I really want to immerse myself in. So that's mm. why I've never gotten Twilight. I imagine Carter Burwell kind of faced the same issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, similarly, though, with the exceptions of Sister Rosetta by the Noisettes and Flightless Bird American Mouth by Iron and Wine. Sorry, I hadn't really processed that song title. Strange. What was it called, sorry? Flightless Bird American Mouth. Right. I was focused on Sister Rosetta because I was wondering if they were referring to Sister, Sister Rosetta Thorpe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I yeah. would imagine so. Aside from those two songs, every song featured in the film and on the soundtrack is original and written specifically for the film, while both Sister Rosetta and Flightless Bird American Mouth appear as new versions re-recorded for the film. Wow. So every piece of incidental music was recorded specifically for the film. God damn. Which is what I was saying earlier. Like, God damn. So there's all of those TikToks. It's like, oh, it's this song. Yeah, it's written for it's Twilight. It's Twilight. So yeah. We say it's from Twilight. It's not just in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it was from it. for it, yeah. That's <laughs> um, what I mean. It's still so relevant. Um, one of the key elements in both the book and the movie was how Edward tries to distract Bella with activities in order to keep her from thinking about having sex again. In the movie, one of the activities is a game of chess with both red and white pieces, just like the pieces on the cover of the book. I brought that up because I was like, oh, so they're playing chess all the time to stop themselves from just fucking. Why would they need to stop themselves from just fucking? It's the honeymoon. It's crazy well it's I even mean, as if we you discussed, are incredibly religious at this yeah. point it's just it's it's fine it's approved by the big man upstairs you're good to go <laughs> big daddy says yeah yeah big tick of approval on that schlong going in that deep deep puss yeah you can start shooting ropes now shooting ropes and shooting goals right I, what i think he would frown upon is let's go to rio to sit inside and play chess and then later go to the beach and play chess because really they have sex one time i think and then they do. she falls pregnant they just have sex one time yeah. as far as we can tell yeah because after she's pregnant she's incredibly ill they do have sex in part two though because they're both vampires now so now That's it's right hot and horny and she's sex. like pushing him down on the bed yeah. he's like now she's, she's getting sexually aggressive yeah because yeah. she's evil yeah <laughs> um that's really i mean one other one that i have that's all the trivia that i have but i do have a lot of weirdly written goofs Ooh, yeah. let's do it we love the goofs yeah uh, and you can imagine for twilight this is really where the imdb pages shine because <laughs> people in these goofs were fucking unhinged I imagine they were, and God bless, they were probably like 12-year-old girls called Jessica that had yeah. a lot to say. There was a lot of goofs written about the chess in particular. So many people very upset about the chess. The pawn can't move to F6 because... This one I liked because it was uh, because I liked how it was written. In the indoor chess game, Edward missed the best move, QA1, as <sighs> placing the queen in, in the corner instantly checkmates. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, like, you know, driving boats, he's not very good at chess either. But I just like when people note something like that as a goof. Like, um, plot hole, character didn't do the objectively best thing to do in situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such the worst piece of internet discourse is always there. <laughs> For me, it's, mm, plot hole, Edward didn't upturn the entire game once he realized he was losing. Oh, because that's what you do that's every time. That's what I do every day. I've tried to show you chess so many times. It's so, you, you don't need to show, I can play chess, I'm just not good at it. <laughs> I was in chess club in year two. I don't believe that you know how to play chess because I've never seen you finish a game. I'm just not good at it. I'm you proud don't of that. You have to be good at it. You haven't opened my world to it's chess. It's fun to play rather than to win. <laughs> I played chess because my friend Maddie in primary school was part of chess club and I missed her at lunch because she was always at chess club. So I joined the chess club so I could play with her. And I got okay at it in year two, but I'm just terrible at it now. I also was in chess club as a kid because I too was a lonely little kid. I just wanted to be with my friend Maddie. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I was not in there to be with my friends. They were nowhere to be found. Um, For her wedding, Bella has her hair done with the left side being more styled than the right. This means that while she's on the altar, the prettier side isn't visible to her guests. No way Alice would have missed that detail. She would have made sure that Bella's hair was styled on the right for everyone to see. Is that a canon thing that Bella's prettier on the left than the right or whatever? Uh, what the fuck? Where are they pulling yeah. that information from? <laughs> I have no Doesn't idea. Doesn't Kirsten Stewart have an incredibly symmetrical face? Even if it is canonical, that's a weird goof. That's so weird. No way Alice would have let this happen. <laughs> Similarly... Bella shaves her legs upon arriving at the honeymoon island the evening of their wedding, um, which is a short flight, by the way, if it's okay. the evening of their wedding, because they do drive off. Yeah, but the it, wedding it is at be, night. Yeah, it has to be at least the next day. It, it has to be the next day. No, I'm sure it is. It, I'm sure also, it is. going from northwest uh, US yeah. in like fucking uh, down to Seattle. Rio? Down to Rio? That's a long way it's to go. It's a long flight. That's a whole continent you've traveled. Bare minimum, they're arriving afternoon next day. That's insane. That's crazy. And we had a lot to say about the way they got down there because the yeah. movie suggested they drove the entire way. Which is physically impossible. In, and we checked. Yeah. <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking well, about uh, it. It was one of those things where I was like, I'm pretty sure brings out obscure fact about geography. And then we all checked and it was like, turns out Michelle was right. And it was weird. <sighs> it's hard being alive. It's so hard being right. <laughs> talking to No, that's not. No, it's just I'm trying... <laughs> Let me relate to people with this fact. And everyone's like, huh, that's strange that you know that. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Keep going, baby. Bella shaves her legs upon arriving at the honeymoon island the evening of their wedding. It is preposterous to imagine that she didn't already shave them before the wedding or that Alice would have allowed her not to. Is this the same? Is this Jessica again? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I bet she lives in like Indianapolis and she's got all the books. As we all know, Alice has the right of (laughs) to forbid, (laughs) uh, to forbid Bella from not shaving. Alice sounds controlling. Yeah. <laughs> and dominating. This Alice sounds awful. Yeah. Um, here's another one. It is often thought that the full moon is full every night during this movie. This is not the case. The moon is full and visible on only two nights during the film. This is from part one in particular. On the night of Edward and Bella's wedding, the first night of their honeymoon, and after Edward and Bella have returned to Forks, the reason for this is that exactly 28 days have passed between those two nights. Thus, the moon has completed one full cycle. The full moon is shown during these two nights to alert the viewer that Bella's pregnancy has progressed to nearly full term, even though only 28 days have passed since conception. (laughs) Go outside. (laughs) 
eat a banana. I don't always like the phrase touch walk. grass, but sometimes, boy, it feels like a great one to pull 100%. upon. Touch cloth as well. Touch Just cloth? A bit. Have you ever heard that phrase? No. It feels religious. Like, no. I mean, uh, if you need to shit and it starts like emerging, you're, you're touching cloth a bit. What? It's the shit's touching cloth. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard prairie dogging in reference to like in like that. the meerkat like things. It's it's poking out. I've also heard out. turtlenecking as well. Turtlenecking, I yeah. like. I don't like touching cloth. <laughs> I don't like that. I guess because it's like rather <laughs> than like it. being an allusion to uh, <laughs> uh, something a little cheeky, it is like inherently messy sounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, here's the last goof that I have. In the beginning of Breaking Dawn Part 2, when Bella and Edward are running through the woods to her first feed, they pass a dandelion rapidly blooming. How is that possible? Time would have to... Sorry, time would have to speed up, not her speeding through time. This has always been bothersome. But then again, it's not possible that it could happen, which seems to make it okay in understanding her speed. (laughs) That didn't help me understand anything. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that they, by the end of it, are like... Actually, Since it's not possible, I get it's I probably it's thematic. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe doing an Love allegory, it. so I get what's Love happening. It. Oh my god. Hey, do you want to hear some reviews? I do. Yes. Obviously, I have a whole bunch of reviews, both in honor of the fact that it's two movies and in honor of the fact that it's been so very long. You know, mm. give our listeners a glut of things. Oh, please. So on Rotten Tomatoes, part one has 25% with a 4.9 on IMDb, and part two has 49% and a 5.5 on wow. IMDb. Yeah. Big difference. Uh, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times <gasps> said, said of part one, two and a half stars. Uh, it is filled with a lot of unanswered questions, but calling, but he called Stuart's portrayal of Bella pretty good. <laughs> and then for part two, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave it a two and a half stars out of four, <laughs> saying its audience, which takes these films very seriously, will drink deeply of its blood. The sensational <laughs> closing sequence cannot be accused of leaving a single loophole, not even some of those we didn't know were there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So same score for both of them. Yeah. Here's some reviews for part, IMDb reviews for part one. Mm-hmm. Uh this one is titled The Best One the sorry, The Best One Yet. Amazing by K Stew Rocks 2. K Stew Rocks 2. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Twilight Saga is a huge franchise, and not to mention an awesome series, the books. But the movies sucked. Twilight and New Moon were awful, and Eclipse was okay, but a disgrace to the book. Breaking Dawn is not the best book of the series, but to be honest, Breaking Dawn Part One is the best movie out of the whole series. One, the movie was emotional and romantic for the first time. Two, Bella's character has changed. Three, there's different enemies in Breaking Dawn. Four, there's a chemistry between the main characters. Five, the acting is very different and enticing. Six, interesting lines. Seven, (laughs) the kiss scenes between Bella and Edward are brilliant. Eight, (laughs) this is a long list. The characters in Breaking Dawn have personalities. Nine, the soundtracks are very beautiful. Mm. Ten, the characters aren't perfect, therefore it is much easier to relate to them, but I really can't understand why this movie is PG-13. Anyways, this movie deserves an Oscar. Ten out of ten. An Oscar! (laughs) How old do you think this person was? Fourteen. Yeah. I think fourteen. It's a a simpler time. 
I think the, the, the use of a list device suggests to me 14. I have this like really vivid memory of like sitting in my loft bed. I was, it was the night before my 15th birthday and I was like listening to this song that it was, it was called 14 forever. Yeah. And I remember having this very conscious thought of this is truly the last day of it. Like I'm, wow. this is my last day of being 14. I was like touching my roof and like, I was just, it was such a vivid memory of like, I'm 14 forever. It's a distinct age. The angst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The boredom. There's a lot of angst. Um, here's another one uh, titled Awesome Movies by Brototik. Brototik? Brototik. Broto TYC. Awesome. I just watched it a few hours back. Oh, sorry, there's a lot of ellipses in this. I just watched it a few hours back. Edward looks super handsome, as always. <laughs> the wedding and honeymoon scene are mind blowing. The birth scene is so intense. <laughs> The fight scene between vampires and werewolves is cool too. Want to get a DVD ASAP? <laughs> Can't wait for part two. Stephanie Meyer is shown attending the wedding, smiley face. Bella's wedding <laughs> dress is just so beautiful and all the vampire girls is look this stunning. Is thought poetry is? <laughs> a lot of new characters too. Seth is cute. <laughs> Alice looks very nice. So does Emmett and Jasper. The honeymoon is quite sexy. <laughs> Isle Esme is very beautiful in the movie. A lot of things in the book are missing. But since a movie can only be two hours, I guess that's fine. 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That one, I think you really got to sink into it, you know? You really do. Here's my last one for part one. I loved the movie by David001988. Wonder how old he is. <laughs> this is my first review. Oh, yeah. I actually double-checked this. It is. Okay. <laughs> this is my first review in IMDb. Would I? Re- it's his only review in IMDb. <laughs> what I really liked about the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn part one is the action and suspense. The other Twilight movies have none. <laughs> Two, Matuishla, you rated the movie 0 out of 10 before watching it just because you think that the vampires should be like Dracula. Since you're a Twilight hater, you can't judge the movie. It's called the stupidness when you hate something and then you rate it 0 out of 10 without watching it. This guy could really do with an ellipses right now. You're <laughs> Take a breath. You're one of those clueless Twilight hater. If you hated New Moon, then rate New Moon 0 <laughs> out of 10. This is Breaking Dawn! It's really sad that you can't find the distinction between New Moon and Breaking Dawn, 10 out of 10. Now, I looked high and low. I looked through every review I could stand on Breaking Dawn Part 1 on New Moon and just generally Googling Googling it to find who the fuck Matoichla is. No clue. Not a trace. And this is this guy's only review. (laughs) So, listeners, if anyone knows who Matoichla is, email us. (laughs) Rating at gmail.com. (laughs) all right here's i I have two reviews for part two Mm -hmm. first one second best of the twilight saga what's the best (laughs) sorry it's just such a funny thing to title a 10 out of 10 review yeah uh by i mean i'm pretty sure it's kmc glynn but you know it's all one thing so it's kamika glynn Mm -hmm. although this was not my favorite movie of the twilight saga 
New Moon was. I loved it. New Moon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think out of the ones we've watched, that is our least favorite. Yeah. Maybe maybe Eclipse. I remember New Moon more than Eclipse. But we thought Eclipse was better, I Did remember. We? we just remember it less. <sighs> okay. Um, it far better than Breaking Dawn Part 1. It. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, although this was not my favorite movie of the Twilight Saga, New Moon was. I loved it. Far better than Breaking Dawn Part 1. It offered complete satisfaction with the culmination of the saga. I sat in the theater enthralled with the movie, enjoying every moment of it. It was fun to watch Bella the Vampire and Bella the New Mum. I finally grew to appreciate- Is that the second film, New Mum? <laughs> Twilight, New Mum. <laughs> Uh, where am I? I finally grew to appreciate Jacob and his connection to Bella. I actually cried at one pivotal point in the movie and was sad when Breaking Dawn Part 2 was over. No more Twilight movies. I will reread the books and have my own Twilight Saga marathon. I was not disappointed and don't believe any other Twihard could possibly be. Kudos to the entire cast and crew for giving them the for giving the viewers what they wanted in this movie. 10 out of 10. That's beautiful. I just feel the sad truth is these books would never would have been adapted into anything good because the books aren't good. Like, that's the problem. It's not like the source material was, like, full and abundant and then the movies failed them. If anything, the movies just were equally as stupid as the books. The more faithful the adaptation, the worse the movie could have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. (laughs) Um, And this was, I think, if I remember correctly, my favorite of the reviews Oh, so it's hip to not like Twilight? Aren't we cool? <laughs> By spec four. Uh, mind that big chip on your shoulder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's right. I gave the thing a 10 because I fully enjoyed it. Call me someone who enjoys movies. Someone who enjoys leaving reality for a bit. Someone whose well-being doesn't depend on everything coming together perfectly What's in a movie. What's wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> I love that. Like, who doesn't depend on everything, like, making sense in a movie. Uh, I, as I critique every stupid piece of dialogue and, uh, uh, sorry, and everything coming together, full stop, but I think this is meant to be the same sentence. As I critique every stupid piece of dialogue and scene... The only conclusion I can come to is that it's so fashionable to hate the movie that people not only feel the need to write review after review stroking each other's egos about how couth they are by not uh, liking movies at all, but seem to aspire to disliking it as if the mere thought that they might like it would get them banned from Mensa. Slow down, slow down. (laughs) Take a breath. (laughs) Take a walk. Heaven forbid get banned from Mensa. Congratulations. You're also cultured. It makes the rest of us want to puke. The final scene was fantastic. What can I say? <laughs> I heard one reviewer claim that the fact, spoiler ahead, it was a vision was a disappointment. What? I was so relieved that Carlisle was not dead. Also, another reviewer says something about the actors being emotionless. Hey, there's some ca- <laughs> That's their characters. They're vampires. That's the bit. <laughs> I relate to that. Anyway... If you would take if you take yourself too seriously, if you have a bug firmly lodged up your backside and you're not secure enough with your masculinity What's in the your first language, place, young man? then you probably won't enjoy any of these movies. Better stick to trying to find more ways to look manly like growing a goatee, shaving your head, and buying a pickup truck. Ten out of ten. What's this guy's deal? What's <laughs> what's going on with this guy? Oh, you know like Twilight? Go fucking grow a goatee hey man there's nothing wrong with a bit of like talk back therapy all right i think you just need to sit down with a professional 
get out all these insecurities, have someone explain to you how you can approach the world, maybe in a in a in a kinder way. Like I get that there were a lot of people and a lot of dudes who definitely hated Twilight because it was the like it became part of the patriarchal system of like Twilight bad, young girls like it, yeah. I will dismiss it. This is not the energy that combats that. No, no, <laughs> at, at all. all. Not at all. Also, this movie still isn't good. It just isn't bad in the way that they're saying it's bad. It's not bad because young girls like it. It's just silly regardless, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's really not what we're getting at <laughs> at all. Yeah. That's the thing. I am conscious that a lot of the fan base of Twilight is, was, still could be young girls. Yeah. But- and, and but that's not what we're taking. It's like making. I don't know. We're not taking swipes at that. We're taking swipes at the fact that this film, all of these films, were just made by adults. That's the problem. They were made by adults, and they fucked it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> made by grownups who just. I'm sorry. They just made a mistake. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Bill Condon begging, like, please. I just. I made a mistake. Okay. It just wasn't very good. <laughs> Aren't you the guy that directed a uh, Twilight? <sighs> Sorry, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Whereas Catherine Hardwick was like, "Hey, at least I tried. Yeah. At least I fucking tried. Yeah. I fucked up, but I tried." And I'm like, "You did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. You made the super massive black hole sequence come alive. Yeah, exactly. I could you never hate you. Gifted us all. <sighs> we cherish it. That, sorry, I'm just thinking about it again. <laughs> no, that's a good scene. I get why the first film has become a cult movie. I yeah. really do. It's hyper stylized. Yeah. And everything else just felt a bit bland in comparison. But I have to say, The Last Breaking Dawn Part 2, not visually as, like, distinct, but fuck, it had a lot going on. I honestly think if I was to recommend people watch these movies, I'd say watch Twilight 1 and then watch Breaking Dawn Part 2 with just the knowledge, Bella's a vampire now, she just had a baby, Jacob's a werewolf yeah. and is in conflict. You really, That's it. You really could skip New Moon and Eclipse, to be honest. And actually just go straight from Twilight to the, both the Breaking Dawn part, like, one and two. You'd miss a bunch of Erst, and that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just some fucking Erst. <laughs> and the most arbitrary love triangle I've ever seen. But, hey, that was the people on IMDb. That's what the people had to say. What, what, what's your review? <sighs> Michelle, I guess we're giving a combined score, right, for both films? Yeah. Or are we giving one for each? You know what? Go with what your heart takes you, where your heart takes you, and I'll I'll follow suit. Look, it's tough because I think they're both two very separate films. I think for the, I'm going to treat it as one big long film and give you one score. Okay, yeah. I had a lot of fun. Mm. I had more fun with this film than I've had with a lot of the films that we've watched recently. Yeah. Well, in the past, I really loved some of the performances. I found some of the scenes really harrowing. I was engaged the entire time because I couldn't wait to see what new batshit crazy thing that they pulled out of the bag next. Bella becoming a vampire, kind of a highlight. The pregnancy, kind of a low light. Yeah. But it's a real mixed bag. I've got to give it. Again, if with it saying that five is a good year. Yeah. Don't. Don't, don't, don't say things you'll regret. <laughs> I would watch this again over that. <laughs> A hundred percent. Giving it a six out of ten. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had a good time. That means that's it, all it's you about. You give it higher than the IMDb score of either of them. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no. Okay. Five point five. Five point five. Five point five. I can't stick by that. We've gone over the graphs, and my scoring has always been erratic. Let me pull so it in a bit. So crazy. Five point five. 
I think for me, look, if we treat it as one long movie, I think if anything, that almost weakens it because these movies, whilst there's there's crazy bits, right? Both of these movies individually and certainly as one long one are less than the sum of their parts, right? Like Kill Bill is is a movie that I think part one in particular, I think works functionally as a movie by itself, but also as a pairing, they are one whole movie. And I think when people go like part one's better than part two, it's like, well, yeah, because it's the second half of a movie. Yeah. You got to watch the whole thing. Yeah. This, if you do glue it together is not one movie. It is a strange series of like episodes, like individual scenes that are 40 minutes long. Yeah. In the worst miniseries I've ever watched, yeah. <laughs> with the worst structure, and so boring for such long stretches of it. So like a seven. Yeah, probably like a seven. Mm. Uh, I I think look, I would I would watch it again, but we're sick and twisted people. I don't think that's a fair indicator Brain of quality. Now. Brain mushy mush. <laughs> We'd watch Howling Two again, and that's not a good movie. It's so good. <laughs> I'm gonna give this. I'll give it a 4.6. Don't make me look crazy. It's still... You'd watch a good year over this? No, but we're sick and twisted people. (laughs) I wouldn't watch most fives, but I'd watch a bad movie. I'd watch Wild Wild West again. That's a four. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, fine. 4.6. 4.6. Sorry, I'm showing I'm showing you. I'm being I'm being logical and analytical and you're just being wildly emotional. I follow my heart. I can't handle your feminine hormones. <laughs> <laughs> um hey, that was fucking Twilight Breaking Dawn part one and two. Yeah, that's the end of our Twilight franchise. That's guys. it. We've now gone through them. Fuck We've it, done tw- them all. Twilight blah, blah, blah. That's us like getting achievement unlocked, Ding. Twilight watched yeah. and recorded. We did it. It's um, just like the the badge itself that we get from that. It's just the the fucking Bella's back snapped. I'll that add kind of graphic shot. Oh my god! I'll make that into like a little like token and like put it on on our website. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like make in the corner. Per- we'll make people purchase them for like thirty five bucks. You know, oh something ridiculously expensive. <laughs> no, there's no thirty five dollars for a pin. No, we already said that the shirt. Well, that that'll be our pin of the month. Pin we'll of the turn month. Turn into one of those people, and and that'll also be when we release the shirt. Everyone's a little gooey. Everyone's a little gooey. Guys, is that what it was? Uh, everyone's made of goo? Oh, man, we've said a lot of dumb shit. Or maybe just goo? Goo? Gut milk? <laughs> too much milk. Too much fuck. Gut milk is Gut the milk. ad, but we had too much milk. Too much goo? Too much goo? <laughs> Let me suck it out of you. Hey, though. Yeah, guys, it's been good to, to, to be back with you. Yeah. And again, as we mentioned, you can expect us back in four weeks time, right after my wedding. Yeah. But, you know, like, we will be back, definitively. We're back on our regular schedule. Before then, though, like, if you enjoyed that and you're, like, you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter, at RateDescendPod, or TikTok, at RatingDescending, or you can email us. We do have several emails already that we want to read out. We just want to read them with the regular episodes and give them their due, give them mm. their time. You can't say that so word. Please. I'm a quarter. I'm a quarter Jewish. What the fuck? Sorry, guys. I, I love when you just like go like this is. Hey, I just want this moment to be cut out for a second. <laughs> Why do you want to give them a Jew? I don't understand. A gift them a tiny little Jew. Hey, you wouldn't want one. They're delightful as a people. <laughs> um, yeah, in it, like feel free to email us. In the meantime, we'll like we'll add it to the pile, baby. Yeah. And you can do that at ratingdescending at gmail.com. 
Or you can find us on our personal account still. I'm on Abigail J. Ward. You can stalk me if you want some cute wedding pickies because I'm getting fucking... Did I mention I'm getting married? You did. Did I mention that, guys? I'm getting married? Nah. Oh. <laughs> Or you can also, you know, if you're like, well, actually, I like both of them, <laughs> which would be so, so, an incredible favor to me. Um, you can find me on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Clair or that series I was talking about for months, No Ordinary Love. You can find it. Uh, it's all out now. So you can watch it on YouTube or follow on the social media at Instagram. To be honest, that's the main thing you're going to see on my Instagram as well. Mm. Um, and... The trailer for Blueback has been out for a while. It's not coming out for ages. I don't need to talk. I don't need to plug that. Cool. Yeah, those places. <laughs> and don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you get your podcast because it really actually makes a difference. It'll help entice new listeners, or get in, your thoughts out. Or even in person, having brunch with someone, leave a review. Go yeah. like, hey, 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 Jeremy, five five stars, you know, to rating descending, I think, you know? Yeah. And, and then he'll be like, Mate, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And you'll have to assess if Jeremy really just suits your life anymore. He's been a bit... (laughs) You guys have grown apart over the years. We're getting right fucked up right now. What are you talking about? (laughs) Jeremy, Jeremy, it's 9 (laughs) a.m. We're getting breakfast. It barely counts as brunch. This is just straight up breakfast. Did you sleep last night? You reek, by the way. I'm going to sleep tomorrow. (laughs) You're going to sleep for, what, 36 hours? Then Jesus. Well, we'll catch you in four weeks, guys. Yeah, see you then. And for Thunderbirds. Yeah. Thunderbirds. For Thunderbirds. Bye. Thunderbirds. Da-da-da. Okay.